Well, hello there, and welcome to episode number 42. It's Kathy again here on the Caregiver Cup podcast. I'm excited to bring to you a little bit of a an experience in trial and error that I've been trying forever and ever to try to reduce my anxiety and stress. I think I finally found the right mix for me. And I'm always afraid to say that because as soon as I say that, something will happen and I'll have to adjust and pivot again. But I'm at least going to share it with you. In today's episode, I want to share my journey of anxiety and stress and my practices with you in hopes that you try and find your right mix and maybe something will spark and give you some insight or an idea to try something to reduce your stress and overwhelm and anxiety. Working on my stress and anxiety is an ongoing practice for me. Ever since I became a caregiver, my levels of overwhelm are very high. I think of it almost like a Richter scale in a way. And I probably, if you're listening to this, you probably can relate. It feels like carrying around this heavy backpack on my back. It feels like I, I, you can't turn off, I can't turn off my mind, whether it's worry, anger, or the thoughts of everything that I have, to, that has to be done and all the demands that I have. And I'm sure you can relate to it. You know, I think about my chest and my chest gets really tight when my phone rings, when a text message comes on. I think too hard about my mom and my spouse being on the other end of that. And it's, it's a constant worry or a stress or a pressure. And I think you probably can relate to it. Or on the flip side, maybe I'm just way out there, but I think you can relate. As a working woman who who are caregiving too, you and I are stretched and stressed at the highest levels and our bodies and minds are going to show signs and symptoms of that stress and anxiety. If we stay on that higher level and let it just get to us, it's going to break us down and it could cause you know, other symptoms and more stress and affect our overall well-being. And I believe that's happened to me, and I'm sure you're probably nodding your head. But I'm going to go back prior to my caregiving journey. My caregiving journey started on September 17th, or September of 2017. I can't say that today. But prior to that, prior to September of 2017, I was extremely active physically, going to the gym five days a week. I was training for my ninth half marathon. I was enjoying social gatherings with family and friends. It wasn't all peaches and cream, but I want to give you a visual picture about I was able to enjoy more. I was pursuing my passions and my goals. I was journaling each day. I was taking care of myself, my mind, my body, and my spirit. And I think I was the healthiest I ever was. Then, as you know, too, life changes and bam, you're a caregiver or something happens and you have to adjust and figure out your new normal. That initial stress and anxiety of hearing about your loved one is tough. I had 
it happened to me two times in one month, meaning my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer back on September of 2017. And so was my husband two weeks later, he was diagnosed with stage four uh, CLL cancer. The six months of from there, from September through those six months, we're focusing solely on cancer treatments, juggling my work, and just figuring out a new routine or figuring out how to kind of accept it all. After that, then I moved right into hospice care and taking care of my dad and a funeral and transitioning my mom from her her cabin up in northern Wisconsin and transitioning transitioning her back in the city that I was living. She actually moved into my home for a while before finding her apartment. During that time, I know I didn't eat well at all. I mean, my go-to was Pepsi and licorice. If you want to really if I want to really be vulnerable here. I tried to go to the gym when I could, but I fastly, fastly realized that the gym that I went to was a high intense boot camp workout and it didn't fit me anymore. First of all, high intensity just plummeted or or just raised my stress level. And then the trainers push you and not necessarily yell at you, but really try to motivate you to go ahead and be stronger. And I took that as, oh my gosh, they're yelling at me. I can't handle this anymore. So I eventually had to quit because it just didn't fit for me. I told myself I would work out on my own. I would go for an occasional bike ride or walks, but really I gave up on my commitment to move my body and do any activity. So I was just, I was just so entrenched in what I had to get done. Fast forward two years later, I gained 30 pounds. I went up two sizes. I didn't feel good about myself. I found baggy clothes. Then COVID hit, and we all know what that did from a isolation perspective and having to go ahead and, I'm trying to think of the word, isolate, <laughs> quarantine, whatever it would be. Yeah, there we go. Quarantine. That gave me ex- an excuse to do minimal workout. I actually did buy an elliptical, so I did get some workout in, but I became more and more stressed and I found myself being more depressed and sad. And I think that was common for a lot of people during COVID. But then if you were in that mix, add caregiving on top of it, add your care, add your loved one's issues on top of that. I found myself taking naps and sleeping more to just try to keep my stamina. And then I found out that I had some huge uterine fibroids and I needed to have a hysterectomy last September of 2020. Well, I went and had that done, hoping that that would give me more energy and working out. I was really convinced. Well, two weeks later, I contracted COVID or I got COVID. And so I was hospitalized at that point, laying in an isolation room, having extremely low blood pressure, uh, having fevers and chills, 
having the uh, the pastor come in and talk to me about you know, forgiving my sins and stuff, I was freaking out, not knowing if I would make it out. I told myself at that time, I can't let things just happen to me anymore. I need to get back to Kathy that put herself first, no matter how hard it would be in this caregiving season. And so fast forward to 2021, and I'm smiling now, so it was kind of grim for a little bit there. I scheduled time with my doctor and got a really good physical. I talked to her about my stress and my, my anxiety. I told her I no longer wanted to be on my antidepressant medications. And it took me a few months to wean off the meds. And in the interim, I was doing strength training and I was journaling again. I was jumping on my my elliptical and I was finding breathing techniques. So it was helping somewhat, but I was still finding myself emotional, angry. Uh, short, it was short, but my short with people, but my heart wasn't racing. And when I was nervous, I knew I could breathe and journal and do other activities. So what I'm trying to get at is I, I feel like I was halfway there. Then on May 1st, I decided maybe I need to get back to a morning routine like I used to when I did my 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 half marathons and my running. So I decided to set my alarm at 6 a.m. and start walking. Ugh, 6 a.m. And some mornings it would be 5.30 a.m. depending on what I had. I had to get up an hour earlier than I normally would. I have only missed really one day. And I'm taping this right now. You're going to hear this episode. I'm looking at my calendar fast on, on July 13. So it's been, what, two and a half months? And I've only missed one day. And that was due to my granddaughter's graduation because we had to be there at 8 a.m. So then, uh, so what I did then on May, in May, I said, well, I'm going to do one mile each morning. And so I did a mile. I did that for an entire month. Then in June, I said, I'm going to bump it up to two miles each morning. Felt so good because I now was pushing myself a little bit more. And now it's July and I'm walking three miles each morning. As a matter of fact, looking at my watch this morning, it is 925 and come on, Kathy, I have 8,700 steps in already. And I have more energy. Last week, I was walking with an umbrella in the pouring rain. I wasn't going to miss it. Obviously, if it's thundering or lightning or it's too cold, I'll come up with an alternative plan. But I found mornings work better for me because if I wait until and I say, oh, I'm just going to walk after supper, I me personally, this Kathy and this this gremlin in my mind finds different things to talk me out of it. So I start my day with intention and a fresh mindset. 
I choose to fill my mind with happiness when I walk, with gratitude and joy each morning. Because I like that it's a fresh mindset in the morning. I don't have anything else going on because if I wait until the end of the day, there's going to be stressors from the day that are going to be in my mind when I'm walking. And it's hard for me to find that joy. I start my walk and say to myself, today I'm going to be whatever. Today, I'm going to be grateful. Today, I'm going to be that effective caregiver. Each day is different. If I know my spouse has an appointment, I might say, today, I'm going to be optimistic and grateful for the oncology team. If I know I have a competing priority today and my stress level is going to go through the roof, I might say something like, today I'm going to choose to take things one at a time and I can kind of prepare myself. I also find listening to things while I walk helps me, inspirational podcasts, audiobooks, uplifting music in the morning does it. I purposely don't listen to any news. I don't look at my emails and I don't look at social media before I go because for me, it gets into my head and then I can't think positively. I don't want anything to get in the way with me in the morning, more or less. Now it takes me an hour or so and usually usually requires me, like I said, to get up earlier, but the rewards are paying off. And I don't even know about my body and my weight, and I don't really even care about that. I care right now about I have less stress. I have less anxieties. I am better able to handle the pressures and challenges that are going to come into my world. When I come back from my walk, I am drinking my green spinach protein shake. And I'll put this in the notes. It's Kathy L. Van. I think it's Green Smoothie. I'll put the link in there. But I, I, I think I got this from Rachel Hollis. She shared her recipe. And without giving you too much information, I'm lactose intolerant and I have IBS. So I have to be careful what I intake and I have to even be careful with the protein that I drink. But this green spinach smoothie is vitamins right away after my walk. And then what I do is I either, I'm either going out to my garden in the summertime, or I'm, I'm grabbing my journal and writing my gratitude in it. It wraps up my morning and it wraps up my morning mindset. In the past, I think it was December, I did a, a podcast episode number 10 on my morning mindset. So you can listen to that. And I'll put that in the notes as well. It's kathylvan.com forward slash episode 10. And I also have a handout called morning tip between all of those things, maybe it'll spark something for you. I also want to tell you about the feelings you get when you stick with something and realize it's working. Think about when when you do something habitually and you keep going and going and going. You find yourself. I found myself. I'm believing in myself. You can believe in yourself and set intentions to be a better person and feel your mind, body, and soul. I mean, that's the biggest reward that I got from it. I also feel like 
you can build your confidence and you can feel build your pride in yourself by being consistent. You have momentum. You've done something. And now I find myself going, mm, okay, they want us to be there at eight o'clock. How am I going to get my, my morning in before I do that? You feel a sense of accomplishment for doing something for you. For me, I had to do it early in the morning. People are still sleeping. It's it's quiet and I'm, you know, it's not taking away from my day. Maybe it's challenging yourself to a one-mile walk for a few weeks and then build up to two and build up to three like me. If you're not a walker, maybe you want a bike ride or maybe you do some weight training or maybe you do yoga, you have to find your jam, whatever it is. You have to realize you have to move your body because moving your body releases the stress, releases the anxiety. Stop waiting for it to be the perfect time or the right place. And I had to tell myself that, that hard talk. It's never going to be the best time to start something You just have to start. And once you move, you can see more. And what I mean is you're going to be be able to see more inside of you, and you're going to be able to see more outside of you. Once you move, you can think more. Oh my gosh, I do my most thinking in the morning. Get outside of your home. You can, you can then gain a better vision when you're outside of your situation, you're outside of your home, you're outside of your environment. Decide what works for you. Be smart enough to know that you have to go for it. Be smart enough to know that it's going to benefit you. It took me four months this year to find my right routine and my morning mix, but really, What I was looking for was my own intention to do it, my own commitment to start something and keep going, and my mindset. Really, that's what it was. So I challenge you each day to move your body, work on your mindset, and feed your soul because the rewards are going to be so helpful for you. And remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to take care of yourself first. So that's all I have for you today, but I hope you found this helpful. And until we see each other again, bye for now.